Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy it's another day. Here we are. Every day is a good day. That's a beautiful Zen saying that from Oman, where he says, when there are no unnecessary thoughts in your mind, Every day is a good day. Whoa. What a magnificent, magnificent truth. I was going to say teaching, but it's much more than a teaching. Dharma isn't really a teaching. It's just the truth, a pointer to the truth of our lives, the way it rolls, (laughs) the way it goes. Every day is a good day, but... When there are no unnecessary thoughts in our mind, and unfortunately, so many, many, many unnecessary thoughts flood our mind, which filters our experience of the moment, the day, our lives, one another, our relationships. Thoughts, 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 they're like logs in the river, clogging it up, clogging. Now, of course, logs don't really clog up the flow of a river. A river flows. It flows through the logs, around the logs. It just flows. But logs appear. (coughs) Thoughts appear, so we may not even be able to see or hear the flowing river. Just logs, blocks, thoughts, many kinds of thoughts. They seem often unwanted, (coughs) unexpected, Oman says they're unnecessary. That's a very important, important point. You know, we cling to these thoughts. We listen to them. We believe them. We make edifices of them because we believe them. We feel they're true. They're necessary to our survival. We won't be able to function in this river without our thoughts, (coughs) I'm sorry, which guide us. Sadly, sadly, the opposite is so. Most of these thoughts, they're unnecessary. They lead us into sideways destruction, stagnation. They don't let us swim in the beautiful, refreshing, ongoing river of life. They may even block our way, prevent us from stretching out and swimming at all. And they come just the way the waves come, the thoughts come. Where are they coming from? What are they? Rather than, you know, what we do is we play with our thoughts. We play with them. We analyze them. We accept some. We reject others. Most of our life is dwelling in our thoughts in one way or another. Fantasies, daydreams, hopes, analysis, on and on and on and on. Actually, we worship our thoughts rather than the actual streaming, beautiful, flowing river of life, which is ever refreshing, alive, unstoppable, irrepressible, and beautiful. Instead of entering that and swimming freely and joyfully, we dwell with these thoughts. 
So what does Zen practice, the Zen wisdom of everyday life suggest? It suggests a different way to enter life, not to, and to take away, to remove the attention and compulsion and worship of these random, conditioned, automatic, and often unwanted thoughts. Oh, I'm so hungry, I've got to eat more, more, more. Oh, I've got to drink. Oh, I've got to be with this person or I won't, I'll have too much anxiety. I won't make it through the night. I heard that a lot. What can I do to stop this anxiety? That's what the thoughts tell us. Not realizing it's the thoughts themselves that create the anxiety. So in Zen, we, we don't, we don't play around in the playground of thoughts. We tr- do something else. Something that's actually extremely profound. We don't block them out. That's not a good idea because then we just suppress them and they go underground and have even more power. No, we don't suppress them. We allow them to bubble up, sing their song, do what they want. However, we just let them come and let them go. We don't give much importance to them. We put our attention on our breath, on our sitting, just the posture, the body. Maybe we receive a koan from a teacher, which is a whole different matter, which I'll talk about in another podcast and which I have spoken of. We put our attention elsewhere. Our attention is what gives life, force, warmth, aliveness. We're not feeding these thoughts all of our aliveness. We're feeding it, we're giving our attention to our own breathing, to the moment that's arising, as feelings, as sensations. We just are totally centered in what's exactly right here now. Now, we hear that phrase a lot, right here now. It's a very common phrase these days, and it gets corrupted a bit because it's only words. It's only words again. And these words lead us to imagine all kinds of things. But when you actually just sit down on the cushion, (laughs) take a posture, and let what happens happen. Now, what's going to happen? Breathing will happen. It has to happen. You're not breathing. Breathing is breathing you. Breathing is happening. Pay attention to that. Whatever is happening Pay attention to that. Be with that. As you do so, these unnecessary thoughts, they'll be there, but they won't have much importance. And you'll sooner or later begin to see through them. And that is what we do. See through them. What are they really? That's the best way not to be driven by these thoughts. To see through them. What are they? That's a very powerful koan. What are these thoughts? Not what are they saying, what do we think they mean, but what are they? And again, the answer doesn't come with thoughts. It comes from practice, from watching, from doing it. So you yourself know, but you don't know through the mind. You know through your body, through your being, through yourself. You know. You see that it's only a cloud floating by even a very painful feeling. If you don't dwell with it, attach to it, make it important, it will arise and it will disappear all by itself, just the way breathing comes, all by itself, right? A thought, a breath enters, 
and then it leaves. And of course, we don't try to stop that because that's our very life. This is, sounds like very simple, and actually it is extremely simple, but it's the opposite of the way we have been conditioned to live. And therefore, it can seem very difficult. But not only is it very simple, it's very natural. And it, the more we do this, and we can do it while we're sitting on the cushion, we can do it while we're cooking in the kitchen, just pause and see what's really happening, what's happening, and be with that. Not let our thoughts grab us and take over. Oh, will this meal be good enough? Am I cooking it well enough? Will the person like it or whatever? Is it going to make me fat? Whatever the thoughts, always like a chorus accompanying us. And that's what Uman means when he refers to unnecessary thoughts. They're not necessary. They're not helpful. They're not Really, they're just arising and disappearing. Different kind of a chorus. It's us who makes them into real stumbling blocks by the way we relate to the thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, by relating to these thoughts and dwelling on them and realizing they're so important or feeling they're so important, what we do is we miss the moment the day, our life, as it is. And that's a loss. That's a shame. When we miss it, we can't say every day is a good day. But when we don't miss it, when we're with it, when we are it, oh yes, every moment is a wonderful moment. Oh yes. I remember years and years ago in the Zendo, you know, we do sitting, then we get up when the bell rings and the clappers sound, and we do what's called Kenyan, which is walking meditation, where you simply pay attention to the bottom of your feet. You walk one behind the other, carefully, mindfully, until this, the clappers sound, and then we go back to another sitting. So I remember, very, very keenly, I remember, as we were walking, and this happened more than one time, my my Zen master, my teacher, would call. Had a very deep, resonant voice, a beautiful, beautiful voice, which spoke into our hearts. Came deeply from his zazen, and he would say, "This step will not come again." Oh wow! Here we're walking, and our mind is wandering. Are we really paying attention to that step, one step? Or are we looking out of the corner of our eye to see who's here tonight? <laughs> or to see our teacher take a little glance? Or to see the Zenda, which was always so very, very, very beautiful? The mind distracts us. It races here and there and seems to have a will of its own. But the instruction is just pay attention to the bottom of your feet, to this step. And when he would call out, this step will not come again, boom, it was like a bell reminding us, reminders, pay attention. This unique step right now will not come again. Your next step will be different. 
It's not going. It's not what you think it is. Each moment is what it is. It's separate. It's new. It's fresh. Pay attention to it, and enter the freshness, the newness, the beauty of walking, of life. Don't keep dwelling in the repetitive thoughts. And you notice these thoughts are very repetitive, on and on, the same kind of thing over and over, keeping you feeling very stuck and stale. But the moment is never stuck or stale. This step will not come again. This breath will not come again. When you pay real attention, it's beautiful to see the newness, the freshness, the possibility that is being given to us every single moment. But we don't see that. We don't see that. We cling instead to what was past, what happened 10 days ago when we did meditation, what might happen in the future when someday I get enlightened like that. Distractions, foolishness. And not only that, these are what Oman means when he says unnecessary thoughts. So in this practice, we take our attention and put it elsewhere. Now, again, that is a practice. It takes training. It takes some kind of discipline, I guess, some kind of commitment to do it because it's opposite. We're entering the river and we're going in a different direction. We're swimming with the tide, not against the tide. Normally, we, these thoughts cause us to swim against the tide. And here we're saying, no, I'm swimming with the tide. So there's a period of adjustment and of reorienting is a good way to put it ourselves. You know, we think, we think, again, we think, not that we know, we think that everything will go on as it's been forever and ever. Everything is the same. But when we pay attention to this moment and this step or to this person or to this raindrop, really pay attention to it. We see that indeed what was said is true. This raindrop won't come again. The next one will be entirely different and you will be different when you're receiving it. You enter this incredible flow of life, this flux. It's not anything that's frightening. It's very wonderful flow. It's renewing us every single moment. And when we're entered fully into this moment, into this flow of life, we're not always dwelling upon, where am I going? Where is it taking me? Will it be bad? Will it be good? How can I change my course? No, you just enter the moment and it will guide you exactly in the exactly right way. You have the whole force of the world, of the universe behind you, guiding you. You're swimming with the tide, not against the tide. Such a simple and seemingly obvious natural direction, and yet our lives do the opposite. Swim against the tide. Sabotage our movement. 
grab onto these unnecessary thoughts. So what I offer you in this today, in our podcast for today, is to turn that around a little bit, day by day, moment by moment. No pressure here either. It's not a new form of pushing yourself or pressure. It's just turning around, entering the tide, really experiencing what's here, what's breathing you, what's loving you, (coughs) what's guiding you, what's befriending you, what's reaching out to you. It's exciting. It's an adventure. It is an adventure. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day in this new way. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. The website for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And as I always say, if you wish to communicate or connect in any way, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you. And have a beautiful day. Bye.